Welcome back. It's that time of the week. It's time for another episode of The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris, a memoir. Yes, you heard right, a memoir by Rafael Herrero, MD, PhD. The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris Caution! May Contain Adult Language Chapter 17 First Night on Call Part 2 The phone rang again. Ellen D. Ward, forceps delivery. I pressed the light on my digital Casio, 5.37 a.m. I pushed through the doors with a big red Stop! No entry! sign, and they swung close behind me like in a cowboy saloon. She's in room four, said the ER nurse, flipping through an ancient issue of Voici. I walked through the dimly lit labor and delivery ward. The second midwife on call was setting up an IV drip when she saw me walk in. She stopped and looked at me, wide-eyed, as I walked over to Salcatre. This was the third time since midnight one of the midwives was calling me into L&D. But at least this time it wasn't for an episiotomy. It was for a forceps delivery. One of the most most difficult difficult procedures procedures in the the arts arts of obstetrics. As OB textbooks admonished. I was happy. This was what I was here for. Show them that I was a competent obstetrician and quickly get the position I deserved. Plus, practice makes perfect. Granted, I was fresh out of my residency and had many more forceps to do before I could call myself a forceps pro, but I'd be damned if I wasn't going to turn into a top-notch OB virtuoso. Just give me time. I'll show everybody. What forceps do you want? Monique asked me as I walked into Salcatre. She stood with a hand on the door of a tall metal closet, straight red hair that seemed a chopped at shoulder length with a pair of head shears, red hair that clashed with her pink cat eyes and pink uniform. I thought of asking for a Keelan forceps, my favorite. You could safely rotate any presentation with it. What do you have? I asked. I wondered if she was going to offer me a Tucker McLean forceps, or maybe an Elliot forceps, like in the United States. Perhaps she'd propose a Nageli forceps, or a Simpson forceps, like in Spain. I was sure she had a Keelan, a forceps everybody used, because rotating the fetal head with it was so easy, and it's kind to vaginal mucous membranes. Give me a name, she ordered. Could you hand me a a Keelan, please? She frowned. A quoi? A Keelan? She got the Japanese appreciation look I'd noticed before. Hadn't she ever heard of a Keelan before? She checked me out, the shady stranger in her saloon. It's either a Tarnier or a Suzor. You do not want a Pajot. My heart skipped a beat. I had never heard of any of them. Above anything else, I didn't want to look like a fool. The patient looked at both of us, a dozen question marks above her head, but then held on to her tummy and breathed quickly. Can you show me what you've got? I asked. Not answering, Monique opened to the metal cupboard and rummaged through paper and plastic wrappers. I reassured myself recalling that any forceps 
intelligently employed, could be put to good use. I'd manipulated many different types of forceps. I'd manage. A car is a car, right? Just drive it. She showed me three different see-through packets. I'd never manipulated anything like these forceps before. The one she called Suzor didn't have crossing blades like all the forceps I'd used previously, and even had two transverse bars screwed on, keeping them apart. The second one, apparently called a tarnier, tarnier, looked more like the forceps I'd used in the past, but it had a strange device hooked onto the bottom that looked like a trapeze for a circus acrobat. And the third pack contained two non-articulated solid branches that had to be Thierry spatulas. I'd seen a teacher use something like them a long time ago, but the results to the woman's soft tissues had been devastating. No one does spatulas here, she said, putting the pack aside, as if I would have chosen it. I thanked God. Give me this one, I said, trying to sound confident, pointing to the Tarnier forceps. At least it had crossing branches. If I detached the acrobat swing bar, it would look somewhat like the forceps I'd used in the past. Just let me check the presentation and engagement, I said. I checked the cervix, full dilation, engaged presentation, left occiput anterior, third plane of Hodge. Okay, I could pull this off. I'd like to make her push a little bit more and see if the presentation advances, I said. It's engaged, Raphael. It's engaged, yes, but it's still plane three. I beg your pardon. Hodge plane three. It's engaged. You can place the forceps, I'm telling you. It hasn't advanced beyond the ischial spines. She clearly hated my Japanese. Can you stop it? She said. We'd advance here if you'd just tell me if it's partie haute or partie moyenne. This red-hedge-haired midwife dressed in pink, and I couldn't agree on how far down the ball was in the basketball net. She had no idea that both her classification and my own were using the same anatomic landmark, the ischial spine, a bony dagger on each side of the pelvis. But, of course, I was the dumb one in the room. She clenched her jaw. Her report to the team would be unequivocal. There was a dangerous doctor on the loose. The patient said, Could I? But she suddenly clutched her tummy again and started hyperventilating. <laughs> yes, uh, could you give me the tournier, please, Monique? She unwrapped the sterile forceps, two large gutted salad spoons, with several hooks and screws, and the flying trapeze. It looked pretty dangerous. I tried to look collected. The patient stopped breathing and goggled at me and at the instruments on the table. Then another contraction hit, and she started wailing. I removed the tournier from its sterile double wrapper and proceeded to take apart the strange contraption. The midwife's eyeballs followed my every move. Under the heat of the surgery lamps, my OR cap and mask, I started sweating. On each blade, there were two long metal S's that hung from each branch, like two tentacles, each one threaded through a hole in one of the forceps blades. I didn't want them. I didn't even know what they were there for. I fought with them, a jigsaw puzzle at 6 a.m. in the morning, but finally found a way of removing them. Now, with two normal-looking forceps blades stripped of any strange accoutrements, I positioned myself before the patient. 
I inserted each brand swiftly in one elegant swoop, crossed them, completed fetal rotation to the occiput anterior position, and pulled the baby gently downwards. I made an episiotomy incision, and with two maternal pushes, extracted the baby, who cried immediately. I'd done it. The patient screamed with joy, My baby! But the midwife harumphed. I finished writing my forceps report in the patient's lemon chiffon chart and got up from my chair at the midwife's workstation to go to my bedroom on the first floor. It was still an hour from the staff meeting. I'd try to catch a wink. But Monique came out of room one and said, My colleague needs you in there, Raphael. She's got a chair for you. She's got a chair you need to sew up. I thought we were only supposed to be called in for the episiotomies, I said to Monique as I stepped out of room one after suturing the patient's laceration. And for third-degree terrors, she said, brushing off her pink uniform. But that was only a second-degree tear in there. I saw it. It's an incomplete tear, third degree. Couldn't we agree on anything? You'll have to excuse me, Monique, I said, but a tear that involves mucous membranes and perineal muscle is only second degree. It's a cut through the whole noyeux fibreux central du périnée, Raphael. It's a third degree tear. A third degree tear through the whole noyeux fibreux central du périnée. I had no idea what the last bunch of words she'd blurted out meant, but I said, no, it's not. It hasn't torn the anus. I could see the corresponding page in the American Bible of Obstetrics, William's textbook, and said, It's not a third-degree tear. You've got to tear the anus to get a third-degree tear. You know, Monique said, closing a chart, You really need to check some textbooks, Raphael. She thumped a stack of charts together. But hurry up and finish writing your report. The staff meeting's in ten minutes, and I want all my charts to be ready, okay? Hurry up. She brushed her shoulder-length red rug of hair back with self-satisfaction. And I, she said, I've got a lot to say. Eh bien voilà, mes amis, c'est tout pour aujourd'hui. That's it for today, my friends. Join me for our next show of The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris, a memoir by Rafael Herrero, MD, PhD. Contact me at Rafael Herrero, R-A-F-A-E-L dot H-E-R-R-E-R-O dot S-F, like in San Francisco, at gmail.com. Au revoir, à la semaine prochaine, et vive Paris! Do you want to go to France? Love Paris? Are you interested in what goes on in the doctor's mind? What about your gynecologists? Do you agree that a gay man is a girl's best friend? If you said yes to any of these questions, you must join me for The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris, a memoir by Rafael Herrero, MD, PhD. If you liked today's episode, would you please like my Facebook page? Search for A Gay Gynecologist in Paris. And follow me as well on Twitter at Gay Gyno Paris with no spaces between the words 
and share with me all your thoughts. Thank you, and see you next week. Salut, mes amis. Ici le gynécologue gay de Paris, the gay gynecologist in Paris. Suivez-moi sur Facebook. Vous pouvez me trouver sous Gay Gynecologist Paris. Faites-moi un like, s'il vous plaît. Vous pouvez me suivre aussi sur Twitter, at Gay Gyno Paris. Ça s'appelle J-A-Y-J-Y-N-O, Paris, comme la ville P-A-R-I-S. Répondions le bonheur et soyons tous amis sur Facebook and Twitter. Au revoir, beaucoup de bisous et à bientôt. Hola amigos, aquí me tenéis el ginecólogo gay de París, the gay gynecologist in Paris. Me podéis seguir en Facebook, es más, os pido que me sigáis en Facebook. Buscadme bajo gay gynecologist Paris. Hacedme un like y seamos amiguitos. Además, seguidme por favor en Twitter. Estoy bajo gay gyno Paris, que se escribe g a y g y n o p a-R-I-S, como París. Seamos amigos todos en todos los sitios web. Y os mando a todos muchos besitos. ¡Hasta luego! Y ahí, galera. Aquí el ginecologista gay de París. The Gay Gynecologist in Paris. Curtam mi página en Facebook. Gay Gynecologist Paris. Ustedes pueden también seguir en Twitter no Gay Gyno Paris, soletrando G-A-Y-G-Y-N-O-P-A-R-I-S. Não seria divertido sermos todos amigos no Facebook e no Twitter? Até mais! Hallo, Freunde! Hier ist der schwule Frauenarzt aus Paris, the Gay Gynecologist in Paris. Ihr könnt mich auf Facebook liken unter Gay Gynecologist Paris oder folgt mir auf Twitter. Und der Gay Gino Paris. Buchstabiere G-A-Y-G-Y-N-O-P-A-R-I-S. Es wäre toll, wenn wir alle Facebook- und Twitter-Freunde würden. Tschüss und bis bald!